Welcome back. It's the, the mentors. mentors. This... So... You'd think we'd get it right on the 101st time, but we don't. We mess it up every time for y'all. But you're listening to the five minute pick me up. Wow, I just sounded like I just sounded like Dax Shepard. Really? I haven't listened too much to his show lately. Good show, Dax Shepard. Uh, this is Sergey Revson and my twinny twin twin Vadim. And Vadim. we are back to you this wonderful day with a five minute pick me up. To help motivate you for the week to come, as you know, our show is for and by and about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial stories, and every week we spend a couple of minutes just to get you going for the week based on something that we may be experiencing the previous week. And so this past week, actually on Friday, I met a very interesting entrepreneur at NYU that I hadn't met before. This is a guy from Ghana in Africa, of course, and the moral of today's episode is is that you don't have to wait for all the stars to align if you really want to pursue something. And this gentleman that I met certainly did do just that. He didn't wait for all the stars to align. He certainly didn't have everything figured out when he started his business. And his business is actually a pretty simple idea. It is essentially the Netflix for Africa. He started being motivated by wanting to provide access to content for his own home country, Ghana, and he saw that it was a bigger problem for the broader continent of Africa. So he just basically started. He started. He didn't have a tech team. He didn't have content yet. He did not have distribution set up, but he decided it was a big enough problem to start. Now, the problem stems from the fact that in Africa, there are not a lot of movie theaters, in particular in Ghana. I think he mentioned in the major city, there's just a few movie theaters in the entire city. And because there's so much piracy as well, where people just copy DVDs and things like that, filmmakers don't really make a lot of money, and they just they rely on being able to sell their content to television studios who don't pay them that much. So he realized because there's so much demand from filmmakers to figure out a way to monetize their content, and because there's so much demand from Africans to have access to good African content, in particular for Ghanans to have good Ghana content, he thought that there's a way he should be able to solve that. And so he started building this platform. He hired a development shop in India to build it, didn't have a good experience with that development shop, had to start over, did it again, finally found a shop that was much better, and then he realized, okay, I need to go figure out how to actually get the content, because obviously you can't launch with no content, I have to have at least 30 movies, let's say, to start with, and he started basically knocking door to door, trying to get build relationships with local producers, with as many of them as he could, and he found that producers were willing to work with him, because they didn't have anything to lose. They Most of them already were spending a lot of money on creating films, and they weren't making that money back, or they were making pennies in the dollar. So if you told them that, hey, I can potentially make you a lot more money on your content, they would be willing to sign up and give you the content and give you a percentage cut of any um, sales that you would be able to make. And so he decided to go all in with this pay-per-view model of Netflix for Africa. And the big other problem that he, he faced was that data is very expensive, and telecom companies would not want something like Netflix, let's say, to go ahead and actually force people to use a ton of data. So he realized, okay, you can do a pay-per-view model where actually people download it and can view the content without a lot of data. And so he used that as leverage to go and build relationships with telecom companies. And he built one relationship with a telecom company that actually allowed him to distribute through them, and they did free marketing for him. So 
The moral of the story is if you can figure out how to motivate different parties, how to solve a pain for them, you don't actually have to wait for the for the stars to align. You can start basically working on one thing while you're still figuring out the other thing, and that's exactly what he did. Another thing that I took away from the story is that the opportunity that you might be attacking, the market for it might be somewhere where you're not looking or even thinking about right now. So for example, a lot of companies are founded in the US and people think this is the mecca of tech and we should all build our companies for the US audience. Well, we met with another entrepreneur this weekend who talked about how actually most of the opportunity is international and that kind of makes sense. You know, the the population of the US is what? 300 million? 350 million? The rest of the world is what? 6 billion? So obviously, for example, finding opportunities in different geographies or where there are different cultures that might accept your technology or maybe a different sector of the market because of their purchasing habits. They might be more likely to buy your product or might resonate more with them as well. Sometimes it just means going after a different market because the opportunity will resonate better there. That's exactly right. So hopefully this motivates you for the week to come to know that You don't have to have every piece of the puzzle figured out to get started. You just have to start with a good enough idea and you have to know what areas you're gonna execute on, right? For this guy, he knew he had to execute on the content side, the distribution side, and the technology side. And he figured out how to put those pieces of the puzzle together. He basically had to figure out what do you do first and then go and get the next thing. But that's part of the job of being an entrepreneur. And by the way, he's still figuring it out, but at least he had the first set of activities that he knew that he had to focus on and execute against to even make this thing a reality. So if you're stuck in your idea and you think that you haven't figured out every single part of the plan, that's totally cool. Most ideas change within the first three, six, 12 months of execution anyways. What's more important is to come up with an initial plan of action of what you're going to do to actually get you just one step closer towards your ultimate goal of creating the product or service or whatever it is that you're trying to come up with and then worry about the other steps because they will most likely change anyways. That's why the lean startup movement has been so popular. That's why the term MVP, minimum viable product, makes a lot of sense is come up with the very first set of things that you can actually accomplish realistically in a given time and worry about those. Don't worry about every other problem that you need to solve in the future. That's it for this week's 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, and we'll be sure to invite this entrepreneur um, in the next couple of months as we get to know him so he can tell you his story firsthand. Enjoy your week. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! We're feeling very cowboyish. Yeah.